Greetings, and welcome to Faith to Live By, where each week I explore current events from a biblical and prophetic perspective, so we, as God's people, can know how He wants us to respond. I'm Pam Christian, your host, researcher, writer, and producer for this podcast. My aim is to be your advocate in these very, very dark and difficult days. If you've listened before, then you know I have shared that I believe we've been in a three and one half year period of time where God has been exposing all manner of evil wherever it exists, beginning with the church. We've come to a point in time on this earth where, much like the Amorites, the iniquities of mankind have come to the full. Let me explain. God is exceedingly gracious toward all mankind, even though by his foreknowledge, he knows what each individual will do in their life. He never stops giving each and every one of us an opportunity to come to the realization of truth so we can repent from our evil ways and turn to him. God knows mankind is born with every evil intent, and when we join with other evil men, the goal is always to dethrone God. History reveals many times when this occurred. Think of the story of the Tower of Babel. Think also about God's prophecies over Abraham, which foretold of the increase of evil that would occur against God's people. The prophecies of Genesis 15 explained that Abraham would have many descendants. Those descendants would one day be taken captive and treated harshly, and that after 400 years, Abram's descendants would return to Canaan, and that their return would coincide with God's judgment on the Amorites in Canaan. These prophecies about Abram, whose name was later changed to Abraham, were fulfilled when after Joseph's death, Pharaoh enslaved the Israelites who were living in Egypt at the time. And then 400 years after Joseph, Moses brought the children of Israel out of Egypt to the borders of Canaan. Joshua then led the people into Canaan and conquered the land. Joshua's conquest took place only after the sin of the Amorites, a people group who lived in Canaan, reached its full measure, as noted in Genesis 15:16. One prominent aspect of this prophecy is the certainty of God's judgment on the wicked. At the same time, This prophecy also reveals God's love, mercy, and above all, his long-suffering patience with humanity. Rather than immediately wipe out the Amorites, God waited until they continually demonstrated their rebellion while he extended his grace offering them opportunity to repent. Over 400 years passed before God brought judgment upon the Amorites. The enemies of God were then displaced as God settled his chosen people in the land he had promised them. Yet God's enemies did not need to remain enemies. They were given ample time to turn from their wickedness, to turn to God and be forgiven. The Amorites had a chance to repent and be saved, just as the Assyrians in Nineveh did during the time of Jonah. God provides prophecy as an advance warning, so people know unless they repent and turn from their evil ways, they will be judged by Almighty God, and so it has been for us. We know the corruption of mankind through world governments and so many other places has been increasing and increasing for hundreds of years. I've shared about the 13 families who rule the world. I've shared about the various evil secret societies. I've shared about the wicked ways the wealthy have amassed their positions of power and authority to influence world governments with the intent of becoming the ruling class over the world's inhabitants. The iniquities of the evil people in this world have reached their full once again, and we are seeing and will very soon see much more of God's judgment upon the wicked and blessings upon the righteous.
it's going to get much more difficult to observe all that will be fully exposed. Some has been coming out bit by bit because of people like me who are doing our own research to learn the truth that has been intentionally kept from us. But more and more people are waking up to the truth. They are seeing governmental, financial, and medical leaders as the evil pharaohs of our day they are. They are seeing the ungodly indoctrination of our schools and institutions of higher learning. They are seeing the degradation of our military with woke philosophies. They are seeing the woke corporations pushing agendas that are entirely inconsistent with God and His ways. There is not an aspect of society, every mountain of society, the church, government, business-slash-finance, education, family, media, and arts-slash-entertainment. All have been corrupted, and all are under the dealings of God. Yes, the prophets have individually spoken words from God, and everyone is prophesying the whole world is about to experience God's intervention to judge evil and deliver his people on an even greater level than he performed delivering his people from the enslavement of Pharaoh. If you are discerning, you know the time for this is very near. All the early warning signs God has told us to watch for have been occurring. Tim Sheets, pastor of Oasis Church and a recognized trusted prophet, has shared prophecy concerning the months of June, July, and August being the final months leading to a great shaking in September that will deliver God's people from cultural brutality. Through Tim, God instructs us to activate heavenly angel armies by using our voice to decree and declare the breakup of entrenched evil and diabolical root systems. He shared the archangel Michael will release warring angels against Baal's root systems and the strongholds of darkness will be shattered on all the seven mountains of society. Tim was emphatically clear that these days must be days when God's people use their mouths to decree and declare what God says so we will fulfill our destinies as individuals and as nations. A war has been taking place in the spiritual realm and we're seeing it being played out in our natural realm. And like all wars, there is considerable destruction and casualties. It is exceedingly difficult to endure, but it must be like this, as God judges evil and delivers his people. God has very specific plans for this earth and all the people on it. He gives us hints about his plans through the signs in the skies, seasons, prophetic words, and even the Jewish calendar. If you listened last week, then you heard my guest, Eric Burton, explain the significance of the upcoming Jewish New Year, where we move from the year 5783 to 5784. The decade of the 80s, which began in our year 2020, is the decade of the mouth, or pay, P-E-Y, when God expects his people to use the power of the tongue to speak from our mouths life and to bring down evil. Today is part two of my interview with Eric to help us know more about the high significance of the times we're living in and how we must respond in these unprecedented times. As a reminder, Eric Burton is president of Groundbreaker International. He has dedicated his efforts to the profound study of Hebrew, driven by a sincere passion to uncover the essence of spirituality it holds. Recognized for his enlightening Hebraic teachings on YouTube and his extensive global ministry, Eric stands as a knowledgeable guide in the realm of Hebrew wisdom. Eric lives in Indiana with his wife, Courtney, and their two children. He has a passion to see God's kingdom purposes fulfilled throughout the earth, and he is connected to ministers from all over the globe. He has a new book that will be released this month called Mysteries of the Hebrew Alphabet, 
It's sold on his website, which is groundbreaker.org, and also cyperhebrew.net. Now, here's part two of my interview with Eric, picking up where he's talking about the radical nature of the early church compared to the apathetic church we have today. On the day of Pentecost, in Acts chapter 2, we see when the Holy Spirit came, the church caused commotion in the city. People didn't just forget about them and say, well, you know, we hear all this, this little church over here. They're just doing their own thing, and we're going to stand back and just let them do whatever they want. We don't really care. You know, they don't bother anybody. No, the church in the book of Acts offended people. They offended people. It, it was not a pretty Christianity like we have now. People died. People got beaten over the gospel of Jesus Christ. I hate to tell everyone out there, but persecution brings forth revival. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean actual persecution, not just, wow, these people hurt my feelings because they said that, you know, Christianity is dumb or whatever. Not that I'm, I'm talking about real persecution, people being thrown in prison, tortured, beaten, killed, all these type of things that are actually going on in places like China right now and in Africa and certain places that Christians are being truly persecuted, but the church is flourishing. Mm-hmm. Now, is that something everyone wants to hear? No, no one wants that in their flesh to happen. But the fact of the matter is, when you start going back toward a biblical model of what church actually is, where the gospel becomes offensive, where the Holy Spirit's allowed to move and reign within his people, it's going to offend the religious bunch, not just the world, but it will offend the religious Right. And I've been seeing this as a season, these last three and a half years, a time where God is separating the sheep and the goats. He's really identifying who are his true followers and who are not. And those with religious spirits and legalistic spirits, they are being exposed for what they are. As you're talking about the importance of the church being restored, that God is actually moving upon his people right now to restore the church, to be the ecclesia, to be where the Holy Spirit reigns and rules, as you said, we are also coming against Another push for a resurgence of COVID-19, where we are going to be asked to wear masks, we're going to be asked to stay sequestered in our homes, and basically a repeat of what we saw in 2020. How do you put all this together, Eric, whenever you're looking at the Hebrew calendar, you're understanding what God is doing, and you're seeing the evil pushback? Yeah, there are four doors, interesting, four, the number four, four literal doors that the Bible mentions. Now, I understand some of those tie into poetic doors and symbolic. I'm talking about four literal doors. And those four doors are such, very quickly, gates of the city. Those are governmental doors. The doors of the sanctuary. These are the doors of the church and and into the doors of heaven. Doors to the private dwelling place. These are doors of the family. And then in 2 Kings, it talks about the door to the temple treasury. That's what uh, the, the finances of the temple the lid on the box was called a dollet or a door. And I just did a video yesterday, a live video about the doors to the sanctuary and how in the Bible, whenever someone would open the doors to the sanctuary, it was symbolic that corporate worship was open. 
that it was time to come and worship, much like if your pastor or leader opens the doors to your church on Sunday morning or whenever you worship, you know that it's time to go to worship. It's time to go praise. Well, this happened every day in Israel, that the temple doors would open every morning. And the interesting thing is there were time periods in which evil kings would shut the doors for long periods of time. And then people like Hezekiah opened the doors uh, after being shut for so long. He came along and opened the doors, and he was someone that did right in the sight of God. So evil kings would shut the doors to the sanctuary for long periods of time. The reason they did this was to prevent worship from happening. Mm -hmm. So I believe that it's no coincidence, 5784 the year of the door, one of the doors is the doors to the sanctuary, the doors to the temple, the doors to the church, that the spirit of the age that works through governments is now saying, hey, we're going to try these lockdowns again. We're going to want you to cover your mouth again. We're going to try all of this again. Mm -hmm. And guess what that includes? That's going to end up including shutting the doors to the church, the sanctuary. And so the devil mocks. He's a mocker. But I want to tell you, I don't believe it's going to work. I don't believe that people will comply this time. And I don't believe that, and this is just my belief here, I believe that God is going to open the doors to the sanctuaries that allow the Holy Spirit to move, that are true remnant churches, and for the fakers out there, they may shut their doors. Let them, let them never open again in Jesus' name. If, if they are absolutely against the will of God, if they're against the true word of God and against the Holy Spirit moving in their meetings, may they all shut in Jesus' name. We don't need the fakers. We need the true remnant of God's people to rise up to open the doors of the sanctuary and let God's people worship for good. Amen. Amen. You were coming up on Rosh Hashanah. It's September 25th. Is that right? Uh, begins the 15th, which uh, sundown in Israel, I believe, is 1146 or 47 a.m. Eastern time. Eastern time. So we're going to be crossing over on our channel into the new calendar year. We're going to start that broadcast at 11 a.m. Eastern time. Great. And I will definitely have your information so people can join you with that particular broadcast. So with Rosh Hashanah being the new year, we're going to be moving in from 5783 to 5784. Then what I think is very important, if you can quickly share it for my audience, is the 10 days of awe leading up to Yom Kippur. I think this particular time, this particular point in history, this Rosh Hashanah and this Yom Kippur are highly important. Yes. So after Rosh Hashanah, we have the 10-day period between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. It's called Asrit Yemai Teshuvah, or the 10 days of repentance. And this is a time period where Jewish people reflect, they repent, and they get their lives in right order with God for the coming year. It's a solemn time of subdued reflection and, and true repentance. And then there's the day of atonement that, that ends up on. And all of these origins, you can find them in the book of Leviticus chapter 23. And let me just say, this is the reason for the day of atonement. 
after Moses came down from Sinai with the Ten Commandments, the people were in the midst of a great sin. So Moses went to God as a go-between. All right, in Exodus 32, 30 through 33, talks about that. So Moses became the go-between between God and his people. But then Christ obviously took that position when he died on the cross. He became the go-between between God and man and the gap that's in between. And that's actually represented in the letter Aleph. And I'll be talking more about the Day of Atonement, the Ten Days of All, and all of those things, the High Holy Days. I'll be giving some more videos uh, on that as we get a little bit closer to that time period. All of this is fascinating. And the Lord has allowed us to learn more and more. I would see these past three and a half years of being years of explosion of knowledge and awareness and becoming aware of the many intricate ways that God works, including through the Hebrew calendar, the Hebrew alphabet, the pictographs. I mean, nothing is a coincidence with God. Every dot and tittle, isn't that how it's pronounced? Every jot and yes. tittle has meaning for God. And what you're bringing out with your ministry helps us to embrace and understand more about our relationship with God. And I want to thank you profoundly. And I'm encouraging all my listeners to make a point of visiting your site and learning from your regular videos. I appreciate that very much. Um, it's, it's an honor and a privilege to be able to teach these things and to just be used as an instrument of God. Um, you know, back in 2020, the Lord spoke to me to continue doing the YouTube channel, kind of to pick it back up again because I left it. And I, I was, I have to be honest, I was a little bit disobedient. Uh, I drug my feet on it, let's say that. And through some supernatural occurrences, the Lord uh, really brought that to my attention. And, and I started it back up again and it really took off and it's all God. I'm telling you, it's just all God. Well, we wouldn't want it any other way, Eric. I want to thank you so much for being part of my program. And I look forward to having you back when we get closer to Yom Kippur. Absolutely. It's been an honor and a privilege. Thank you so much. Gratefully, Eric obeyed God, and we have the benefit of learning from his ministry. To review and expand on what Eric shared, I want to remind you that the Jewish New Year of Rosh Hashanah begins on the evening of September 15, 2023. This holiday is also referred to as the Feast of Trumpets. Eric plans on holding a special YouTube event to usher in the new year, which I encourage you to attend if you can. See the show notes for more information. All the Jewish holy days are prophetic in nature and, over the course of a year, provide a roadmap to redemption. The holidays on the Jewish calendar would be better understood as appointments when God asks his people to remember what he has done for them throughout history. Each of these holy days were established by God for his people. On the Jewish calendar, the month of Elul is a time of repentance in preparation for Rosh Hashanah, the new year. The month of Elul began this year at sunset on August 17, 2023. The mood of repentance and forgiveness leading to reconciliation builds through the month of Elul leading up to Rosh Hashanah, which again starts at sunset on September 15, 2023. The practice is to be somber, reflective, contrite, and honest before the Lord, to identify and repent of sin, to be in the best possible position before God for the blessings of the new year. The month of Elul is the time when the king is accessible to his subjects and is referred to as the month when the king 
is in the field. I bring this out because of the unusual spiritual atmosphere we're living in right now. I think you would agree with me. We are in a somber time, a reflective time, a time of being contrite and honest before the Lord, because we sense something is on the spiritual horizon. Something big is about to occur, which is also evident on the Hebrew calendar. From Rosh Hashanah, the new year, to Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, are ten days known as the Ten Days of Awe. The upcoming Yom Kippur falls on sunset September 24th through the next day. During the Ten Days of Awe, or the Ten Days of Repentance, Jewish tradition calls upon God's people to specifically ask for forgiveness from those they have offended during the past year and to forgive others for their offenses against them. This is in anticipation of desiring God's forgiveness on the Day of Atonement. So, the month of Elul is the time of initial preparation, and from Rosh Hashanah through the Day of Atonement, God wants His people to express actual repentance and forgiveness. So we are in position for His blessings, which He longs to pour out. As Tim Sheets and so many others of God's trusted prophets have rightly discerned, we are living right now in very significant spiritual times. Amanda Grace prophesied in August of 2023 that we should expect the tyrannical governments to attempt lockdowns once again, but the people will arise against it. Then, on September 3, 2023, Amanda Grace provided prophecy in which God instructs us, and I loosely quote, Take the authority I have given you, and the enemy's attack will be exposed before it ever touches a hair on the head of those in the church. Take the authority now. Take the authority now. I have given it to you freely. Freely use it. The prophets in this season have instructed you to defend what is mine, to speak forth into the atmosphere, to disarm the weapons the enemy has attempted to send. The enemy sends wild animals along the way, and one word from your mouth, of my word, will destroy them. I am placing an anointing for the sword of the Spirit, an anointing that is double-edged and sharpened in this season, and when they attempt to engage you, if you obey and speak my word, in the midst of chaos there shall be order. Those I have raised up shall speak the order and command it. They shall be given the words, authority, and mantles, and they shall speak it with power and authority. And what is in disorder and disarray shall come to order at my word in this season, thus saith the Lord of hosts. End quote. Given everything we have learned over the past three and a half years, and the many prophecies God has given us to forewarn us and instruct us, we must not allow evil to succeed, but instead use our mouths to decree and declare God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven. There has been a lot of chatter about the time of darkness when the internet and or electricity may not be accessible, and that this could occur in September. With this year being the year of the four doors, we must make certain the doors of the church or the ecclesia remain open. Corporate worship or worship by God's people united in the faith, especially in the face of evil doing everything possible to overcome us, will be the most powerful weapon in these upcoming days. Boldness, courage, and steely faith will be needed in the days ahead. Let's make full use of the present days, understanding there are three holy days on the Jewish calendar that have the greatest significance, Rosh Hashanah, the new year, Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, and the third is Sukkot, or the Feast of Tabernacles, or booths, and sometimes called the Feast of Ingathering. 
This year, the Holy Day will fall on the evening of September 29, 2023, and ends at nightfall on October 6, 2023. This Holy Day celebrates the gathering of the harvest, or the bounty of agricultural blessings from the Lord, but it also celebrates the Jewish exodus from Egypt. All of this overlaid with the many current events and the heightening of evil efforts, and I have every reason to believe these days from now through October will be highly significant and unprecedented. We must do all possible to keep ourselves right before God and to help others come to the knowledge of truth, especially in these very days. In fact, just this past Monday, just two days ago on September the 11th, Julie Green posted a word titled, A Massive Event is About to Take Place. I strongly encourage you to watch that video using the link in the show notes. In this prophetic word, God spoke repeatedly of how things would become tremendously dark and chaotic, but for his children to know that even when things look like they are worse than ever, he is working to bring massive restoration. After the prophecy on the same video, Julie then spoke in review of the many words God has spoken, saying to us, stop relying on your cell phone and internet and TV, because at some point there will be a great silence, which God has already talked about over and over and over again. He has said it. We have to be prepared for that by getting into his word. Great silence means our enemy's defeat. It's not something to fear. Just as he prepared his children to go into their homes in the land of Goshen before the angel of death came, he gave them specific instruction, so he's been giving us specific instruction. Expect we will be locked in, but it will be for our protection. End quote. God is instructing us to be prepared in every way, including practically. Be prepared if you can't use your phone, your internet, and TV. Be prepared spiritually by getting into God's Word and meditating on it so you believe without doubt when things are frightening. Be prepared practically with food, medicines, baby supplies, whatever you need. We are to be unwaveringly confident that God is intervening on behalf of His children to deliver us from evil tyranny. So we need to be obedient to what God clearly reveals and what He expects of us. It's imperative we establish and maintain a close relationship with God so we can discern what doors to walk through and which to keep closed as we enter into the new Hebrew year of 5784 and that we have properly positioned ourselves to be blessed in this new year with the expectation that even when all things seem to be much worse, God is in the process of restoring all things because he said so. Be sure to speak what God says and not evil words of destruction. Okay, that concludes today's podcast, part two of my interview with Eric Burton. Next week, in keeping with the importance of our hearing and being obedient to God through the indwelling Holy Spirit, I've scheduled Jared Lasky from Fireborn Ministries as my guest. If you have any friends who are not clear about the purpose of the Holy Spirit in our present day lives, invite them to listen with you to this podcast. There has been a tremendous amount of false doctrine circulating in the church for a very long time, which has made us impotent. But God has drawn the line and said it's time for his people to wake up and take our rightful place in his plan. And lastly, I want to ask you to make a point of going through the show notes. We still have a couple of days for you to go on notice with the World Health Organization, according to my recent interview with James Roguski. If we've learned anything from the past three and a half years, it's that we can no longer afford to be disengaged with the culture. Under the heading Action Steps, you'll easily see what you can do to demonstrate your faith and push evil back. 
If you like what you hear from me with this podcast, I highly recommend my book series, my award-winning blog, connecting with me on social media where I cover many more topics than I can with this weekly podcast, and consider signing up for my certificate course in apologetics. My aim with that course is to help people learn how to not only use apologetics to share truth with others, but help Christian leaders incorporate apologetics in their respective ministries so more Christians are confident about sharing their faith. Learn more about my online apologetics course using the link in the show notes. Should you have a topic you want me to explore with this podcast, simply let me know. Again, my email address is faithtoliveby at pamelachristianministries.com. If this podcast blesses you, and I certainly hope it does because you are the reason I work as hard as I do, would you consider partnering with me in my vision? You know my whole goal is to help people discover and live in life-giving truth and to experience all the hope truth provides. You can, and I hope you do personally, share truth with others on your own. But have you thought about how many more people you could reach by partnering with me? Help me grow this podcast, get my books into more people's hands, and talk me up to others to get me more speaking engagements and increase this podcast audience. Then together, as partners, we will be making a much greater impact than we can on our own. There are several ways you can choose to partner with me. Certainly, telling others about me and my ministry, along with prayer, is top of the list. There is nothing as powerful as personal endorsements or word-of-mouth referrals. Buying my books and products is another way. All of my books in the Faith to Live By series were written to help people better understand the Christian faith and how to successfully live it out. The first book is Examine Your Faith, Finding Truth in a World of Lies. The second, Renew Your Hope, Remedy for Personal Breakthroughs. And the third is Revive Your Life, Rest for Your Anxious Heart. There are two more in the series about the end times. The first one is Prepare for the Harvest, Confidence in God's End-Time Promises, written for Christians to properly understand God's plans for His people during the end times. And the other is Prepare for the Harvest, God's Challenge to the Church Today. It's written to help church leadership be ready in every way possible for the long-prophesied billion-soul harvest. Visit my website and get any or all of these books with a deep 20% discount by using the word TRUTH at checkout. I also welcome donations, but for now, they're not tax-deductible. However, I'm working on that, so listen in the weeks to come and you'll learn more about how you can support me through donations that will be tax-deductible. Supporting the businesses I feature as affiliate partners is yet another way you can partner with me. I seek to find affiliates who can offer you goods and services you need, and I have some very exciting money-saving America First goods and services you will not want to miss out on. Newest to my affiliate list is a company I'm exceedingly excited to introduce you to. If you're like me, you're tired of paying very high prices for cable television, and you've been waiting to find just the right company who shares your values to replace your cable service. Well, I found it. It's called Q Streaming. They provide over 3,000 channels, including live TV with local stations from across the United States, U.S. networks, sports networks, movie networks, and pay-per-view events. You get all that for about half of what most cable companies charge, and there's no contract, just a monthly subscription. Using the link in the show notes, go and look around and sign up to start viewing the programs you like for a fraction of what you're paying now. All while supporting a Christian-owned and operated company that exclusively uses word-of-mouth advertising so as not to spend money on commercial advertisement that supports the woke movement. And don't forget, when it comes to your health, I also have affiliate partners Mfinity and Dr. Zelenko's Z-Stack Supplements. You can learn more on the affiliates page and the information in the show notes. 
Also, there's Operation Tomahawk, which Scott McKay started. It's a subscription program that allows you to get your household and personal care items from a company that is American-owned and operated, because we don't want to support the deep state. And regarding your finances, I want you to know about Dr. Kirk Elliott. He's a personal wealth advisor who offers free consultations to understand your financial goals and help you reach them. When you purchase my books, products, or services, or products and services from any of my affiliates, you get something you want, and at the same time, you support me. It's truly a benefit for all of us. So why not shop for yourself or to get gifts for friends and family? Your support is greatly appreciated. All affiliate partners' information is in the show notes, and I have a dedicated web page where you can learn even more, and you can hear the interviews I've conducted in the vetting process. Of course, you need to do your own due diligence to make your own decisions what to purchase. But to help you, I am researching companies and interviewing their representatives and using their products or services myself to provide you a personal recommendation. There's a link to all the interviews in the show notes. I sincerely hope you appreciate my dedication to you through these podcasts. Let me know how this podcast impacts you and what you're now doing in response to the equipping you've received through me. Again, my email is faithtoliveby at pamelachristianministries.com. If you like the content and resource material I bring with this podcast, you'll find much more by connecting with me through my blog. In fact, my blog has been awarded two unsolicited awards for Christian content. And I'm very active on social media. I can actually cover more on social media than I can with this weekly podcast. And to receive even more, please be sure to check out my dedicated podcast listeners page called Beyond the Podcast. Here's where we can connect exclusively, and you can download complimentary devotionals, resources, and more. And on that page, I also ask you to help me learn more about what you want by completing the form visible once you scroll down the page. And I would especially appreciate you subscribing to my complimentary bi-monthly e-newsletter. As a new subscriber, you can choose one of three gifts I offer in appreciation for your subscription. Subscribing will make you a preferred member where you will receive special announcements and offers not available to others. Depending upon where you listen to my podcast, if you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes, Spotify, Google, or wherever these features are available. A review helps the show reach more people, it helps spread the gospel, and helps people learn how to better apply their Christian faith. I hope you'll join me next week and tell your friends and family to listen right here on Faith to Live By, where we learn how to gain spiritual victory over life's issues. Until next week, I'm Pam Christian asking you to remember, Christ died for us. The least we can do is live for Him.